Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Another edition of the Fourth Man Podcast. There's a lot to get into in today's episode. Should be a great episode lined up for you. As always, we have Will from Big Three News back on the on the show to recap everything that's going on with the league. Will, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty all right. Uh, happy to be here. Um, we are. I'm coming for you live from Long Island in the aftermath of the Bagel Boss incident. Um, oh so I'm just God. really excited that I can get. Um, I could get a Wi-Fi connection and able to uh, broadcast to the rest of the nation. <laughs> you were pretty much ten minutes from the scene where this short guy, short man—I don't—I don't know—that's offensive to him. Hopefully, he doesn't listen. But pretty much went on a rant, went viral at Bagel Boss on basically how people always are discriminating him for his height and <laughs> I treat him the same. And it's, so funny. Uh, it's a Long Island will forever be known as. A city where short people get mad at bagel shops. Oh, yeah. So, <laughs> uh, so that, yeah, that's awesome. And, well, maybe that's more awesome for you and me and not him. But, yeah, Big Three has also been really awesome. Been a lot going on with the league. Um, on my side of things, I just kind of moved into a new house. So if the audio sounds a little weird, I sound like I'm echoing a little bit. Uh, I apologize. Hopefully I'll get that straightened out when it's not so empty in the rooms and everything's rearranged. And... Yeah, for now we'll just we'll just go with it. A uh, lot to get into, yeah, obviously. For everybody who's complaining, how about this? If you're going to complain about the echoing, how about you take that complaint and you turn it into a congratulations to Anthony for moving into a new apartment? Oh, so <laughs> I thought you were going to say, hey, "How about you turn it into a rain?" Just go off like the dude at Bagel <laughs> well, Boss. You could also do that too. Go to your local okay. uh, bagel store and just start going <laughs> off about how it, how oh. it you know, anything. How bad I'm echoing, yeah. <laughs> just trying to make it viral. The goal now is, he set a standard now. So the goal is to be better than him in terms yes. of rants and a bagel shop. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm, I'm, we're quickly losing, getting off track here. So let's uh, <laughs> let's try to stay on track. A lot to go on with the big three. Obviously, we had a great weekend in the big three. I got to have the chance to go to Atlanta and really experience it firsthand. That's all. Uh, first. I mean, first of all, just a thank you to Big Three, uh, Brett, who helped me out, the, the PR team, the players who were willing to just give me a few minutes of their time. We'll hear a couple of their uh, audio that I did in terms of just a couple short interviews I did with Joe Johnson of Triplets and Franklin Session, a.k.a. Frank Nitty of Killer Threes. Super cool dudes. Uh, you know, talked to Patrick O'Brien while I was there, dabbed up Sam Young. Just super cool experience, um, and I only say this because not to gloat in anyone's face or you know talk about it, but really because Will, you're going, you're going to be doing the same thing here this upcoming week in New yes, York. Yes, I will be heading to Brooklyn on Sunday. Um, it's definitely going to be a tough act because I think, and I think I said this, I think Atlanta last week may have been like the best day in Big Three history. So it, you definitely got, you definitely picked a great day to go. It was truly incredible and. It just is crazy how fate lines up. I mean, not only were the games awesome, we get a strip tease from Big Baby. Uh, just all kinds of things going on there. I mean, it was 
I think the weirdest thing that happened to me that whole day was walking out from the press room because, you know, after every game, they, they have like three or four players and they'll have their coach go into the media room and they'll just kind of take questions from different members of the press. So sometimes that means you'll have to miss a little bit of the beginning of the game. And I think the weirdest one was when I was coming out for, I think it was after the second game or maybe it was during halftime of the second game. Uh, I was coming from the media room and I was going to the top where they made us sit at the top if we didn't have any uh, floor passes. And I saw this group of dancers that were like they're about to run out for a show. And so I just thought, oh, okay, let me just wait for them and I'll go up the stairs and I'll take my seat. All of a sudden I hear you know, them introducing these dancers and, and young jock is standing next to me the whole time. Oh, no I was like, <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, how did I, how did I blatantly miss this man just sitting here getting ready to go out and perform? And awesome. it was just, it was just kind of a crazy experience. So, uh, you know, thank you to the big three and Will, you're going to enjoy it. Um, I was going to actually just do like a quickly, just like a top three moments I had. And then I was going to say next week when we do a show, you can kind of just reiterate your top three moments because I'm sure they'll obviously be be different being in New York and I have a good feeling it could be crazier. Um, yeah. So I would just say the, the best three moments were probably like three was probably like just even a handshake to Sam Young of trilogy, just super cool, super humble guy. Um, and then two was just Joe Johnson. Uh, I was in, actually in the press room at one point and Joe Johnson, uh, I was standing up, you know, at this point I was trying to get some questions in, but the press is, it's it's a hard job and hard to you have to be really assertive and that's something that I'm still still working on. So I just stood up at this point. Um, I got my question across, but I continued to stand. At the very end, they asked if they had any more questions, and Joe Johnson was like, "I think this guy has a question," and just kind of put me on the spot there. And I was like, uh, "No, I'm actually just standing because I I thought I got a little bit of a better view." So uh, that's got so a little, funny. Got a little tickle out of everybody there, and that was pretty that was pretty fun um, to talk to those guys. Those. Uh, Joe Johnson and Alan Anderson are two really, you know, they were just kind of making jokes and being being foolish up there, and it was kind of funny. And then I think the last one kind of culminates into uh, just one big uh, top favorite moment, just being able to talk to guys like Joe and Frank Session, who, by the way, really humble guy, really, you know, you can tell he he's come from a smaller place, really had to earn everything he did. And That's that truly mentality. Yeah, he's just so grateful. I mean, like on the court, you, you sometimes would never know because he's so competitive. Uh, sure. But nothing nothing goes past the court. And it's just it was just really amazing to talk to him and just see those guys give their time, even after a long game, coming up to the, uh, the fact that they're about to have to leave for a flight. It was just really cool for them to give us a little bit of time. And then, you know, yeah. I talked to like Patrick O'Brien. Um, I posted on my Twitter about his little PSA for his daughter. And it was cool just to be go up to him to make sure I had the facts straight to make, and just to be able to announce it because I, you know, the whole point of this is to only expose the big three, but just be supportive in any way possible. So yeah, if, if you haven't heard his, his daughter suffering, suffering from a rare disease, I don't actually know what the, had to pronounce the name of it but basically the whole point is that they found a cure she's only four years old and if you can just donate blood it would help out not only her condition but conditions across the world with people who are suffering from this from this condition uh i'm actually gonna look it up real quickly but yeah those are probably my top three moments and i i really enjoyed it and i hope you get to enjoy it as well that's awesome i know for me personally i'm really looking forward to being in a press conference and introducing myself 
and then saying what publication I'm from and the publication <laughs> just being a Twitter account. See, yeah, like, see I, that's one thing I, I never did because I always felt like I couldn't compete with everybody else that was up there. <laughs> I cannot wait. That, that is going to be great. That's going to be hands down a top 10 moment that is there. And Twitter is down, actually, so maybe we'll have to talk about it later. But it's, I think it's on, along the it's lines down of, again? Yeah, it's down for the second time today. So um, oh you can actually find more information about it on Patrick O'Brien's Twitter account. It's 13POB13. They had made a little bit of a flyer for it. His, his wife really knows a, a lot more about it than he does is what he was uh, stating there. But if I can pr- try to pronounce this correctly, it's acute, oh, post-viral acute cerebellar ataxia. Um, and cerebral? Yeah, no, cerebellar ataxia maybe is closer, but it basically is a rare condition that attacks her brain, leaving her unable to walk, crawl, control. Remember, she's four years old, so really hasn't got to the, the prime of her life yet, and just to be able to donate blood and help her out and hopefully help out other people with her condition would be greatly appreciated, and I just want to absolutely be able to donate blood. state that message before, before we continue with the show. Um, but yeah, that was my experience, and I couldn't be more grateful. Probably one of the best experiences I have. Walk in and I see Clyde Drexler, and that was, that was you know, kind of the from the moment I knew this is going to be a really cool day. So, um, yeah, uh, you'll hear a little bit more of the interviews from that. But let's let's move on to the news a little bit because we got a lot of it, and we can either start with the good or the bad. What do you think, Will? I think let's start with the bad. Let's start with bad. Well, that's what I, I know. That yeah, I know that's what everyone's uh, waiting to hear. Yeah, exactly. So the the big three actually came out with a press release, and well, let's first state this: that Baron Davis actually posted on his Twitter that he was no longer going to be participating in the big three. I think right. from me and you, you standpoint, we just thought, oh, okay, well, you know, that's fine, it makes sense. He's been hurt all year. Probably knew he couldn't play for the rest of the year. No biggie. Yeah. Following that. The big three later came out with that press release saying that not only Baron Davis, but Bonzi Wells, Jermaine O'Neal, and Lamar Odom would be deactivated from the league, meaning that they are done for 2019. Now, mind you, those guys haven't really played or have played sparingly. So, again, not a big deal until we see not only Jermaine O'Neal post on Instagram that he his comment basically said that he was unhappy with what happened and does he need to do some explaining, but also Baron Davis came out and expressed his frustration saying that the league just makes up rules as they go along. Uh, Biggest takeaway from this will, because it's really just a lot to digest. I don't think it's a huge deal in terms of, I don't think it's any like animosity between any of them, but it's just kind of weird almost. That's the best way to describe it. What's your first take from it? It's it's very weird. I mean, you look at this from a standpoint where, you know, big three teams do this individually all the time. I mean, before the season even started, we had at least three or four guys that just left and then they had to be replaced, like Meta World Peace, Kendrick Perkins, guys that thought were going to play, but then at the last minute they decided no. So then they left and they had to be replaced. Happens all the time. Right. Uh, we've never seen it in this quantity in one day. Um, and we've never seen it with, with captains such as this. But I think that the big three has learned a lot from Allen Iverson. Um, right. I really don't want a repeat of that in season one where it was basically 
fans coming out to see Allen Iverson, and it was 50-50 if he was ever even going to be on the court or if he was going to show up. Um, so I think that this is a step. I think this is some kind of tough love, love uh, from the league where they're basically saying, uh, you know, you're either playing or you're not. Yeah. And so I guess players that really had no – I'm sure everybody on that list had some desire to play and was planning on playing at some point in the season. You know, it is – we are going into week four of a 10-week schedule, you know. So if you're not ready to go now, when are you going to be ready? Yeah, exactly. You know, are, no, are, I, you just, are you going to show up for week seven? You know, I, I, I don't know. Well, and I, I was going to say that the thing that struck, stuck out to my mind was last year's championship game. You know, you think about right. Power, who came into the game, and they were completely stacked, healthy roster compared to Three's company, where, you know, the most anticipated game of the year, and they're missing Baron Davis, Andrew Gooden. Uh, yep. And, you know, no discredit to the rest of the team, but that just leaves you kind of at a disadvantage, and we saw a lot of that throughout Absolutely. the beginning of the game before Andre Emmett kind of went on his little tear. So I think, you know, that could be another thing they're trying to avoid. But, yeah, I mean, I think you hit it right on the head. I think the biggest thing is not telling fans that all these players are going to play and then not show up. I mean, the disappointment from Gilbert Arenas not playing week one was was noticeable just from right, social exactly. media. A hundred percent, and I was ex- I was going to say that exact same thing. I don't. I think the league, the biggest criticism, or one of the biggest criticisms of Big Three, has been that um, for as open as they are to the fans, a lot of the stuff that um, you see with the NBA is you kind of know who's playing and who's not on a nightly basis. You don't right. see that with the Big Three. So for especially fans that are buying tickets ahead of time, you go to the event. And it's not always uh, certain that the player that you're going to see is going to play. Um, right. So I think that this is a move from the big three to kind of say, all right, instead of just speculating, we're just going to come out and tell you, um, don't expect Jermaine O'Neal, don't expect Baron Davis, don't expect Lamar Odom, don't expect Bonzi Wells. I think, yeah. you know, it sounds like the league made that decision, which is why these players are upset. Um, again, I don't, I don't know all the information. So it's just, it's interesting that Jermaine O'Neal was upset just because he had already been replaced on the roster. Like he wasn't essentially. Even on, yeah. yeah. Essentially he coarsely, Edward, coarsely Edwards had replaced him. Um, he wasn't even on the roster. So the only thing that I could think why he was upset was that maybe he was planning on coming back and the league told him just forget about it. Yeah. And but, you know, yeah, just the one thing that I do want to dispel was just because um, I just I see it a lot with people adding me or in the comments and stuff. This is, to my knowledge, has very little to do with any behavioral or any like league rules that people are defying. I, from what Ice Cube has said and from what other people have told me, this has a hundred percent what to do with just health and um, the the availability of players. Yeah, and keeping the league competitive, exactly. And I, you know, the the word, you know, I would like to hear from guys like Jermaine O'Neal and Baron Davis just to see what they have to say, their takeaway no, from it, and may, maybe their perspective on what they what their understanding was, because it seems like it was more of just a misunderstanding on their part. Um, and the word they use, you know, in that press release is deactivated, which makes right. me believe that that there's a possibility that they could return for 2020 if nothing was. You know, any sour relationships weren't formed. 
from no, it. Yeah, but, yeah I, I agree 100%. You know, I, I, get, it, I get that same uh, implication. Yeah, and I think it, it sounds more like they've been moved to IR than right. yep. they've been kicked out of the league. So uh, yeah, it's interesting. kicked out of anything. No, I don't think so either. I think it's just big because it's so many captains. And yes. I think the biggest disappointment is probably Lamar Odom because a lot of people was, were excited to see him. First year in the league, he comes out in, the, in game one, feels a little sluggish, tells Rappaport that he's not quite there yet, but he's hoping to get there. And I don't think he, I just think he's not ready yet. And might, you know, it's possible that he might not ever be as be ready to compete on that stage again. You know, yeah. I don't, I, I don't know. Um, on three on three, spot up shooters aren't really the best asset to have. So, you know, we'll see. Um, it's just, it's disappointing, but it also, I understand it. I understand it from the big threes point. I really do. And the fan perspective as well. Uh, moving on in that press release, we also saw that big baby Davis, who we mentioned earlier, had that strip tease incident after he was ejected, arguing a foul call with the ref. I think the fans loved it. They loved the showmanship and they loved the interaction, but the league did not want it to go that far. I don't think yeah. the people in place were supposed to be allowing him to go into the crowd and, you know, Taking his jersey off is one thing, but taking your shorts off on CBS is another thing. Who could have threatened them? Despite all that, I don't think we oh, actually if I saw. I interrupt you for a second. Please. The Big Three has just now, uh, 40 seconds ago, released an official statement about Jermaine O'Neal. Oh, really? Okay. Can you read that to us? Yes. Uh, so well, the Big Three thanks Jermaine O'Neal for his work on and off the court for the league. New York, July 11th, 2019. Big Three would like to extend a special thanks to Jermaine O'Neal for his dedication to the league on and off the court. Solely due to his injury, Jermaine's official status as a player and co-captain with Tri-State was changed yesterday from injured to deactivated for the remainder of the 2019 season, making room for Tri-State to recruit new players as it makes a run for the 2019 Julius Dr. J. Irving Championship Trophy. Jermaine okay. has been integral to the success of Big Three on and off the court, providing significant business leadership as a mentor of its board of directors since the 2018 season. Although injury has taken Jermaine off the court, Jermaine will continue to lead as a Big Three board member. Okay, Jeff, I, I see. I see this now. Hold on. Yeah, I was going to say Jeff, the rest of it's kind of just like Jeff Quano is the co-founder, given given his yeah, own just, uh, yep. take and. That can actually be read on their Instagram account, on their Twitter account, the rest of it. But it's kind of a, just a quote from him as the rest of the press release. Not to cut you off there, but... No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's basically um, it. That, that's the gist of it. That, that's actually good news. If he... You know, they're still involving him as a big three board member and went from injured to deactivated. It sounds like a return is possible, but he will be part of the big three moving forward. Yeah, so, I mean, it sounds like... You know, I again, I can't really explain the Instagram comment or his frustration. It could have just been maybe a knee jerk, you know, reaction. Um, but yeah, we uh, it, it seems like you know, it's fine, he's still gonna be on their board of directors, so he can't be that upset at the league. Yeah, it sounds like there's no bad blood. And I have a feeling no. that because Baron Davis thanked Ice Cube, and I have a feeling it has nothing to do 
with any animosity toward Ice Cube and the players. It has to do with somebody else that's a member of that, that maybe uh, an investor or probably an investor that probably came up with the idea, thought about it, and felt like there was, from a business standpoint, the best way to proceed. That's really what this sounds like. And it's unfortunate, but it is cool that they kept him as a, a... a member of the board. No, yeah, absolutely. So, so all right. So, so that's, that's good news. That. Yeah, breaking news. Yeah, so breaking that, news. That, is, that explains our uh, Jermaine O'Neal status. If we could hear from Baron, maybe his frustration, that would be, you know, still willing yeah, to hear about to that. Say something about that. Yeah, I'm interested to hear because he's been part of the league for a couple of years, but I think Jermaine was a big one because he's been a part from the beginning, along right. with Bonzi. But um, Jermaine just being the more prominent name and more prominent player. In terms of the guy who was playing more. Uh, yeah. I mean, Baron Davis yeah. hasn't played since, what, like week five of last year? Yeah, he hasn't played really at yeah, all. I mean, it's, it's been a while, man. Yeah, it has. All right, but let's move. It let's... was exactly, sorry, but it was exactly like we said. It has nothing to do with anything except the fact that there's only six guys on a roster. You know, yeah. so you can't, so you're either on the team or you're not. Yeah, Maybe good that clarify. will change moving forward. You know, I don't know. That would be interesting to see a yeah. rule change in 2020. If a player's hurt, you can sign a replacement. Yeah, it would be interesting. Or maybe expand a roster. Um, yeah. That would be really cool to see. And we thought also we thought Power was in a, a team that was going to have to make another roster move because of Big Baby potentially being suspended for the next game. But they came out and stated that he will just be significantly fined won't be suspended for the next game from from this point. So on Thursday, he won't be suspended against Ghost Ballers on Saturday in Providence. And, yeah, Big Baby issued an apology. I think that was kind of a – I think it's more of a middle ground rather than bad news. But that, right. was, uh, that was also included in the press release. Um, let's talk good news because there's been some good things happening with the league. And one of them was – the fact that Amari Stoudemire was reportedly working out with, I have nine teams written here on this paper, so you can tell how long ago I I, I wrote this outline. I saw today it was up to sixteen. Um, yeah, it it was basic. It was like the lake. It was really almost like everybody. Yeah, I mean at this point it's half the league, and then also I, it was reported by Sheena Quick, who is a beat writer for the Hornets and the Panthers for a radio station that I cannot think of off the top of my head, but Sheena Quick. But she said from per Commissioner Clyde Drexler, Will Bynum also got to work out. So we knew the big three was making strides in season three, but this is this is next level. Yeah, no, this is uh, great. You know, I mean, you know, the goal is always to get um, as many big three players as you can um, back into the NBA. The league has never been shy in saying that um, they want their they want their players to uh, or they want the big three to be a platform for players to return to the NBA. So especially for guys like Amari Stoudemire and Will Bynum uh, to have an opportunity to come back, I think that's that's great. I mean, we saw it with uh, Xavier Silas. We saw it with um, who else? Oh, Josh Childress for a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, it's just awesome just to see these guys get these workouts. I think the the biggest thing is that I think Amari Stoudemire, if he signed, he might have the biggest impact because you know those guys got more of camp invites, ten day contracts. Uh, you know, working out with them for the summer. I think Amari Stoudemire could have a big impact on a team. It's a, it's crazy how how much better he looks this year. I don't know if he took a step back or 
he didn't he let Jermaine O'Neal do more of the work or Nate Robinson and just kind of shied away from being the big star or potentially maximizing his game in the big three. But, you know, like at the beginning of the season, you had him listed not even on the top 10. And now that looks no offense, but incredibly foolish. I mean, (laughs) it's insane. But what an idiot. (laughs) That is not what I was going to say. Don't put words in my mouth. Because I probably didn't have him on my top 10 either coming into the season. So let me just clarify that. I'm no smarter than you. But you have to admit that he has looked incredible. No, absolutely. I mean, he's probably a top three player right now. I I uh, I would agree. I mean, he's he's been that good. So, you know, congratulations to Amari Stoudemire. Hopefully a team signs him. And it looks like for now he's just focused on on making sure Tri-State gets their second win of the season. So, I mean, Tri-State's a good team. Yeah, I mean, their team is – oh, yeah. What if it was just a shitty team? I'd be like, ah, I, I mean, think I'm just – the Knicks are signing for... every other power forward in America. So. <laughs> yeah, it's just going to be a log jam at the front court yeah. for Amari Stoudemire and then Imagine the failing Imagine if the Lakers Knicks. sign Amari Stoudemire and Carmelo Anthony. That would be incredible. I think they're having their own log jam with all the random free agents they decide to sign after not getting Kawhi yeah. burnt. So that should be interesting. We'll see. Um, on the flip side for Tri-State, I feel like they're slowly dwindling if Amari Stoudemire leaves. So, Oh, yeah. It's, it's going to be the uh, Nate Robinson show. Yeah, seriously. And Will Bynum, too. That's cool. He got to work out. I don't know what team he worked out for, but hopefully we see more players – uh, well, do you, doing do you that. think it was the Hornets? I mean, possible. I mean, I, I mean, out of any one team and being in Charlotte, it, it's very much possible that they just decided to have him on a workout the following day and delayed his flight going out. Yeah. So that would that's an interesting thought. Although he was yeah. in Atlanta, so unless the short, the Hornets came here, it's interesting. They they uh, I would much rather have a backup point guard and just. Rather than just going the season when you know Terry Rozier paying him nineteen million a year, that's insane. Scary but, Terry wouldn't pay him nineteen million a year, but that's that's for another podcast. Uh, yes. And then also to the rest of the news, this was it's kind of already known because he played, but Derek Byers was added to the enemy's roster. He played for the injured Perry Jones, the third. Uh, I don't know to what extent Perry Jones' injuries is, but Derek Byers, good at. I, I felt like he should have been on the team from the beginning. Big three vet, played for Trilogy, Three's Company, Ball Hog, so plenty of experience and good at. I think he should have been on the team from the beginning. No, I agree. So, yeah, that's pretty much the news from around the league. And Dante Jones. Oh, and Dante Jones. I, I apologize. He actually signed today, Thursday, to rejoin Three's Company. So he's taking Baron Davis's place, and he's not going to – I don't think he's going to be able to replace the production that Baron Davis had, but certainly a nice asset to have a guy who's already got chemistry with other members of the team. Yep. Unfortunately for Three's Company this time around, he's not joining a winning situation. No. He's joining a situation where the team is mightily struggling. So uh, – Maybe Dante Jones could be an answer, but I think the biggest thing is going to be Andre Emmett getting back to form at some point, somehow. And we can discuss that a little bit more in our recaps. Well, but I yeah. will say now, now that we'll know that uh, Baron Davis is not walking through that door, right? Yeah. So, you know, they kind of have to shake that one off. 
So now it's it's either do or die with the guys you have. Yeah, seriously. So maybe maybe that was part of the reason he was struggling. He felt like Baron Davis was creeping back to return. I mean, Baron Davis was running routes with Tom Brady just right. a week ago. I saw ago. that, and I was like, like, oh, he's ready to go, but then he didn't play. I'm, I'm so confused. I have by. so many run more routes. questions than answers. If Baron has ever listened to this, which he, there's a good chance he's probably not, but I would love to just pick his brain and just see what is going on with him, what, you know, what his eyes are seeing and what he's hearing and what people are telling him because I'm very interested in Baron Davis right now. Very interested. Yeah, um, I, Baron, I think you have a story to tell. And I think this is the perfect <laughs> place to tell it. I have a perfect platform for you. It's called the fourth man podcast. Uh, <laughs> it's it's a podcast that covers the big three and it and the nor- normally normally it talks only good things but you know if if you feel like you need to shit on the big three i can i can present that platform for you as well if they just did you wrong i don't mind presenting that platform either so psa to baron davis if anyone can get his attention with his thousands of followers <laughs> or if anyone has his phone number who would have his phone number um, well, the guy that we're going to have on next week, right? He might. That's possible. That's possible. Right. Uh, ooh, that is possible. All right. We'll, we'll Did you have further. anybody on from Three's Company yet? I have not had anyone on from Three's Company, but. Okay. So that's be what the we part- have to do. Yeah. And that would be yeah, a great I mean, question got- to ask. Yeah. I think, uh, I, I think you're right. Okay. Let's work on that. That's, that's our, that's our mission. So that's it for the news. Davis on. But, uh. <laughs> Mission for the rest of the year is get Baron Davis on and see what happened with him. If we fail you, then we'll we'll just end the podcast right there. <laughs> I'll just find somebody named Baron. <laughs> Someone else named Baron Davis can just join the podcast. Yeah, uh, that w- that would be funny. All right, let's get into the let's get into the uh, recaps from this past weekend, and we'll start with Saturday's game. First of all, week week three was awesome. Great, great week. I feel like a lot of statements were made. I feel like teams that needed to get wins got some wins. And like you said, Sunday was incredible. I mean, maybe possibly the best slate of games we've ever had. So yeah. we'll start with Saturday. Um, obviously, the first game was Tri-State and Three's Company. 50-44 to 44 Tri-State. They got their first win of the season. Ballhogs and Alien, another, another 0-2 winless two-teams clash. Uh, Aliens finished with a 51-39 win, and then the final game was Ghostbusters Enemy, which I thought was going to be one of the games of the week. It should have been the game of the night. Ended up, Enemies made a huge statement, winning 51-35. to Both teams improved to 2-1. and one. What, what game were you most intrigued by in terms of final results? That's a good question. I like how you worded that. <laughs> Did I get there? Did I stump you? Well, I would say that, but from the way that you worded that, I think the most intriguing final results were um, enemies and ghost bowlers. Yeah, I agree. I mean, ghost bowlers. How big of a statement it was. Yeah. Um, I think Craig Smith definitely solidified himself as at least, maybe not in the whole league, but he's at least a top five player as of week three. He's been yeah, lights out. Yeah, you're probably right. And Royce White almost dropped a triple-double. He needed one more basket. Finished with 8, 10, and 10. 
I mean, it just incredible. Gilbert Arenas had 12. And Ghostballers, we, you know, I t- talked about last week how I thought Jamario Moon and Ricky Davis might be the best scoring duo. They combined for 20 of the 35 points. But, again, they combined for 20 of the 35 points. I mean, right now, I'm I'm slowly – I mean, I think this game really just – I slowly rescind how I think about Ghostballers. I don't know if you agree. Ooh, I mean, I don't know. And I'll tell you why. Okay, um, uh, go ahead. Tell me why. I, I thought that Carlos Boozer was going to be more of a factor. He was one of the better big men we saw last year, and this year it's been Jamario Moon, Ricky Davis, and Mike Taylor. And they, if you know, if they're not scoring, then nothing's really happening because Mike Bibby's not out there to score. I'll tell you that no. he's not. He's, he's, he's not like out there. A, just a pure facilitator. Pure facilitator and does you know the little things. If Alex Scales plays, he's comes on there. He's a shooter, for from what I've seen. I mean, in the first three games, he's he's been on sparingly. And Boozer, I mean, he's only played in two games, but he barely played again last week. I'm I'm confused as to why they have, you know, no really bigs. They're they're big right now. It's Mario Moon. So, I've taken a little bit of a step back on Ghostballers. That might be a, an irrational, impulsive move. Okay. But just, I don't know. I mean, I just. You know, I know it's weird because Ghostballers beat Bivouac, Bivouac beat enemies, enemies beat Ghostballers. And I know Bivouac beat enemies when they were down a couple players. But, you know, you know, I don't know. It's just so much to take in. I just, I I have to see more from Ghostballers. I I wanted to cement them as like a top five team, but now, you know, I'm a little unsure. (laughs) Uh, No, I mean, uh, I I, I definitely see the... uh... The, the thought process. I mean, I yeah. think right now my power rankings, I have them at six. I have oh, okay. them just below enemies at six. I, I have them above good. Tri-State, below enemies. Okay, that's a that's a good middle tier spot. Um, Tri-State, that's a that's a hard one to rank. Where were they ranking your power rankings now after the loss of Jermaine O'Neal and Bonzi Wells? I mean, essentially they I haven't played it, at all, so it probably wouldn't yeah, change, I guess. I, to me, it really doesn't make a difference. I still have them at seven. Is Three's Company a worse team than Ball Hogs? At the moment, yeah. Yeah? Would you say at yes? The moment. At the moment. That, that Even we'll the, have the answer this weekend, but at the moment, yeah. Do they play this weekend? Yeah, Ball Hogs plays Oh, gosh. Thank God. Because I, I need one. I, it must be, you know, the last team to not have a win. That, that's really got to. That's, that's, that's going to be rough. Oh, uh, Put a sail and win there a little bit, but yeah, okay. Um, that was Saturday's game. Aliens, what what do you think about them? They got their first win ever. I mean, what do you think about their team? I know they played Ballhawks, but it was a pretty—I wouldn't say a statement, but it was a pretty significant margin of winning. I mean, they finished with a, a twelve-point win. No, yeah, I mean, uh, I'm a, Greg Oden looked really good. I'm a big fan of uh, Coach Archibald. Um, I think that they're probably better than what their record says. Um, but, yeah, I, I think that it was a must-win, and so they went out and they won. So it'll be yeah. interesting to see. I think next week, who do they play? Next week, they play Enemies. Okay. So that should be a actually, good one. That should be a good one. Because I, I, I don't know if that's – you know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. 
Well, I think, you know, the biggest thing for me is, like, Aliens could be really, really good. I just feel like Andre Owens hasn't been Andre Owens just yet. Well, especially, too, if they had a healthy Kendrick Perkins. Oh, we, yeah. We might, have a, we might be looking at this team a lot different. Yeah, I agree. But I, I think Andre Owens, it's, right now, it's more about getting the team comfortable. Because remember, he's the only experienced big three player. So getting the team comfortable. Right. Now the team looks a little bit more comfortable. Does Andre Owens really put more of the load on himself? Because they have a really good team, I think. Um, they have a really good team. So, yeah, that, that should be interesting, interesting moving forward. Let's move on to Sunday's game because, like you said on a tweet, like we've mentioned multiple times, quite arguably the best slate of games in Big 3 history. I mean, the first game was one of the greatest comebacks we've seen, maybe not just in Big 3, but in basketball in general. In the history of sports. Yeah. Um, that should have been an SB for best moment. Uh, <laughs> and then the second game, we saw Killer 3s and Three-Headed Monsters. I mean, that was a premier, premier game. I mean... Three-headed monsters came into the season potentially as the favorite to win it all, and Killer Threes has quickly answered there. And then the final game was Power and Trilogy, Lady Magic, second loss in her tenure as a coach. Okay, most intriguing game on Sunday. That that should be even harder question. Whew. I think that the most intriguing game, I think was was probably Killer Threes and. Uh... Wow, that voice crack. Killer threes and three-headed monsters. <laughs> yeah, that that one was – it was insane to I watch live. I, I, I can't believe it. Yeah, no, I, I – well, Lucas would tell you otherwise, but oh, – <laughs> Lucas um, is ready to fight me. <laughs> yeah, that game was – I mean, it was crazy. I, I, and it would have been crazy if three-headed monsters ended up coming back because they almost did. The final score ended up being 51-48, killer threes. But, yeah, insane. I mean, Killer Threes is, is good, like really good. And they have a the, very have good. The perfect team almost. And the, the scary thing is that um, I feel like you look every week and it's somebody different who's yeah. just putting up these crazy numbers. Yeah, I mean, Steven Jackson obviously every week is doing Steven it. Steven Jackson but, you know, every week. But every, Dante Green. Every, yeah. Dante Green looks like, you know, the second guy in terms of, who's going to provide you with a good amount of points. You know, Frank Nitty went 10-6-7, or 10-7-6. C.J. Watson has looked really good in games. Josh Powell has looked, looked really good when Steven Jackson was out. I mean, they have a really good team, and they're, yeah, I mean, they're scary moving me, forward. It reminds me of, like, the Raptors in the finals this year. Like, you had Steven Jackson, you had your Kawhi Leonard, but, it, like, every game somebody else stepped up. Like, we've seen Duncan e. Green, we've seen Frank Nitty, we've seen Josh Powell and C.J. Watson step up. So, like, you know, who, who do you guard? Who do you ignore? Yeah. Because everybody on that team is willing to, uh, or is able just to pop off for a night, and that's hard to beat. Yeah, absolutely. I actually have an audio clip from an interview I did shortly with Frank Nitty. It's about two minutes, so let's take a listen to that. All right, we got the Killer Threes, Frank Nitty, Drew League legend, now Big Three legend here. Uh, first three weeks in the Big Three. What's your experience been like, your biggest takeaways? Um, it's been fun. It's been physical. Um, like I was telling a few people last week, uh, you always going up, up against somebody like that's a, you know, a big name. You ain't going against you know, nobody that, that ain't supposed to be here. Right. So um, it's always high-level play. 
Um, you ain't gonna never be able to take a night off. Uh, so um, it's just it's just difficult. I'm just I'm just adjusting basically. Yeah. What's the competition level in terms of you know with the Drew League and then the Big Three? Because I know obviously you played a few stars over there. Yeah. Uh, in the Drew League and now I feel like you're in the Big Three. It's just every night um, you see this some legends. So this is a lot more physical, man. I said it was close. This this is a lot more physical. <laughs> um, in the Drew, you can fall out. Mm-hmm. And this you can't fall out. Right. And I think guys know that. Mm-hmm. So I mean, if you got a layup. For, for game or some, or if you got you know a, a game changing play, they can foul you, and so what? You just get the ball back, but they stopping yeah. you on that play, and then they don't gotta worry about coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, they can still stay in the game. So like when you playing five on five, you mindful of that because you like ah oh, I picked up two, I gotta sit, right. or like I picked up three, you know, and you 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 done yeah. for the game. Yeah. So it's like um, it's just that aspect of it, man. I think it's just the physicality is crazy. Yeah, really, because like when it's the second half, you know, the, the first half they might have to sit for a little bit, they get yeah. those three fouls. Second half, it's just a dog fight. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Uh, you know, Stack's obviously been in the league for a couple of years. He, had, yeah. he was talking about how a lot of guys didn't get to play, and uh, it wasn't a full team every time. Now he's got that full team. He got dogs, like he said, in the draft. Yeah. Uh, what's it kind of like being maybe in terms of, like, the Killer Threes rebuild almost, like finally taking this team that one step closer to the playoffs? Man, I'm just I'm blessed to be here. Um, Stack believed in me when, you know, a lot of people didn't. Um, I see a little bit of myself in him. Yeah. So um, I, just, I see how hard he fight and how hard he play. And I don't, I don't got no choice but to go out there and match that or be or, or do better than that intensity-wise. So um, that's kind of what I'm following up on, man. I'm, like I said, I'm just getting my feet wet. Mm-hmm. So anything I can do to help win games and, and you know, do what I came here to do, I, I'm good with. Cool. Frank, I appreciate your time. No problem. Best of luck to you. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Yeah, and so I think – I think that was one of the better games of the night. I also think triples and bivouac. That was, I mean, I and I saw your tweet because when I um, when I was watching this game, I couldn't believe what bivouac was doing. Josh Smith had the first, I think, seventeen points for bivouac, and it was basically carrying the load while defending Joe Johnson as well. I think they had a fifteen-point deficit in the second half. But I saw your tweet at halftime that said, "Don't count out ISO Joe." And I'm not yeah. gonna lie, I kind of copied it. I kind of copied that tweet. I tried to reword it, but I kind of copied it. Did your you tweet actually? Because, uh, actually, yeah. You know what? You didn't know. Don't go. Yeah. Don't go look back at that. <laughs> um, You're just like every other big three count on Instagram. <laughs> oh, that's right. Well, I, sorry, it was more of like I agreed with you. I don't want to say I copied you. It was just more I agreed with you. Like, yeah, don't yeah, count them out. We say too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? You're talking to them? All, all of them too? Sorry, guys, you know, <laughs> I just, you know, don't think that I don't notice. A, that we're this all is what happens when you have news. legends, okay? Yeah. You, you have a bunch of sheep who follow, okay? Yeah. You, should, you should feel well-respected <laughs> within the Big 3 community, okay? I just want an uh, ad at the end of your post saying where uh, you're getting okay. the news from. Because I know damn well you're not getting it from the same place I'm getting it. <laughs> Hey, as long as as long as the news is there, who cares who we credit? That's just journalism nowadays. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I know. I'm just, what I'm gonna do is, and now you have to listen to the podcast. Next week, I'm just gonna say something wild and see how many people run with it, and oh, then you know. Oh, oh, that would be good. Oh, that would be good. Yeah, so, I would. So for everyone that's listening, next week if I post something like crazy, like there's no way this is true, let's see how, let's see many, how many other people. people listen. Let's see how many people are like, whoa, what? Yeah. This, so is this more geared toward people on Twitter or Instagram? I think Instagram because Twitter, honestly, it's like – I feel like it's just you, me, Brett, Lucas, and Avoid. 
Instagram, yeah. Instagram's the one I had the issue with. Yeah, I, I don't I don't know. It's Instagram is really big about creating fan accounts, and it doesn't matter what it is. I experienced this a lot when I covered the AAF. A crazy amount of fan accounts, and I've seen one really blow up and turn into an XFL account, but a crazy amount. And they would always complain about people not crediting them, and then you would see their post, and they would have no one credited. <laughs> they would credit nobody. I and always I was, credit everybody. I didn't get the hypocrisy of it. I try to do the same. I try. I really try to do the same. I don't want to ever take anything from anyone. If I know where like the pictures from, like I will quit. I will credit the photographer. <laughs> Who exactly? That? I mean, that's yeah. That's how you're supposed to do it. Anything that you have, any type of news that you didn't actually form, you have to credit it. I mean, yeah. come on. This is this is supposed to be a community that helps each other out. Come not on, try guys. to compete against each other. Nobody's going to compete with Will over here, okay? He's kind of set up the foundation and the standard. So at this point, it's just a race to second place. It's just yeah, a race exactly. up the mountain, second of King of the yeah. Hill. Exactly. Uh, Listen, it's whoever wants to sit at the... No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't want to sound like that. Whoever <laughs> wants to be the jester and sit next to Will <laughs> on his throne. <laughs> okay? I'm, I'm, That's like, what I'm we're totally kidding. No, yeah, everyone probably thinks I'm like an arrogant asshole. I care <laughs> I will say this though, um, some Instagram, some big three Instagram accounts I really do like. Um, the enemies account, I don't know who the hell runs Love that. It. Love it. Um, but that's awesome. Um, fa- they have completely. They are probably the biggest big three account on Instagram, so credit to them. Um, yeah, they then, do great work. If you're yeah, going to follow a model, that might be the one to follow on Instagram, absolutely. at least. Yeah. And then uh, the big three fam bam. Credit yeah. to them. I really enjoy theirs, too. They they give a lot of shout outs. They really, you know, they're, they really humanize the whole social media aspect. Just remembering, like, birthdays or some type of life event that happens. I really enjoy that one, too. Yeah, um, and they they organize all of their Instagram stories into the specific team. Yeah, and I remember that's... I saw that, and I was like, "Oh my, why didn't I do that?" <laughs> but now I can't. Yeah, because I just be stealing, just like everyone else. Well, well uh, get used to it, because I think as the league grows, there's only going to be more <laughs> of that. So, oh, absolutely. Hate, oh yeah. I hate to bring you bad news. It's kind of good news, but also kind of bad news. So. Um, yeah, really cool what they do. So, yeah, those are Instagram accounts we enjoy. But, now, back to the triplets bivouac game. I know uh, we were talking about that, and that's what brought it up. That I mean, Joe Johnson, I mean, he finished with, what, 26 points. He, he hit a couple of key three-pointers down the stretch. Um, I think Alan Anderson really stepped up without Pargo in there, and I think that was something Lisa Leslie also mentioned that she was really proud about. Chris Johnson looks really good as – a big when Al Jefferson may not have it. He seemed he seemed frustrated on some of the calls. So yeah, I mean, triplets they got some dogs in them. I'm you know in Bivlac, I felt like for Bivlac they couldn't they were hitting everything in the first half, and then the second half they couldn't find their shot at all. Um, yeah, absolutely. I so, mean, oh, it, it was just crazy just to watch them fall apart because well, I mean, like you're like oh my god is this really happening? Yeah, and Joe and, Johnson hit like those three threes in a row, and you're like, "Oh my God, this is really happening!" <laughs> I couldn't believe it. And you know, Josh Smith really—I mean, 
I mean, I think without Josh Smith in that first half, Triplets would have easily ran away with this one. I mean, he was, oh, absolutely. He was on fire. He didn't miss from the first half. 17 oh. points, I think it was 5 for 5 from the field. I looked at his second half stats because that's something you'll get when you go to the game. They'll give you the, the stats on paper. Oh, nice. His second half stats, he went 1 for 6 with 3 points. So, that, yeah, that was the biggest takeaway probably from Bidway because they just couldn't hit a shot. And I was able to actually talk to Joe Johnson after the game, so we'll just play a quick audio clip from Joe Johnson as well. All right, we're here in Atlanta. We got Joe Johnson here joining the fourth man podcast. First of all, great game. Obviously, right. had to lead your team to a comeback here. Uh, through the first three weeks, what's it been like, the experience in the big three? Anything you expected, more physical than you thought? Just first initial thoughts. It's been everything I expected. Uh, it's been, most importantly, fun. Uh, for me, like, I, like I've been saying, I use it as therapy to come out and just just enjoy the game and, and take my mind off of whatever. But, uh, man, I love it. I'm glad we was able to get here in Atlanta, get a win, play in front of these fans. I've seen a lot of people, man, who, who used to work here in this arena when I was playing here. So, you know, it's always great to see familiar faces. Uh, what's You know, obviously three-on-three is something that you grow up kind of playing in basketball in the rec and the park. But what do you think is the biggest transition coming from the NBA maybe, you know, a year ago into the big three, uh, your first season here in season three? I don't really think it's a big transition. Uh, I think if you come in in shape, you, you'll, I mean, you'll be okay. If you're not yeah. in shape, it's going to be tough. What's it like been playing with a couple of your former college teammates, uh, Parko and Gibson? Uh, that's been fun, man. That's probably been probably the, 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 the part I've been looking forward to the most because we hadn't played together in like 20 years. So. Yeah. To get a chance to compete, be on the same team again, and go against other other guys has been uh, has been great. Yes. Yeah, uh, final question. I just want to ask you what you think of the state of the Hawks right now. Obviously, they got a you know, young core that's rising, and looks like they can compete this year, maybe in the playoffs, just with you know the balance of power change a little bit. What do you think of the team so far with Trey and John and all those guys? Uh, I love their team, led by Trey and John. I love the additions they've gotten in the draft. They got a great young team. I give them two years max, man, they'll be probably top one of the top teams in the East. But I'm looking forward to seeing these guys grow to maturity. And like I said, I'm always watching. I live in Atlanta, so I'll be in more games. No doubt. Appreciate it, Joe. Thank you. And yeah, the, the final game, I think, was probably the most televised one of the day, being Power and Trilogy. And honestly, it might have just been the most televised because Big Baby went absolutely berserk after he was ejected. I don't know if I would... Would you call it berserk or would you, would you call it just, you know, uh, I don't know what I call. I mean, what what happened there? I was, I was very lost at what happened. I mean, uh, it was all I awesome. Mean, I think, I, I was think what happened it. was he he got ejected, um, and then he yelled into the crowd, "Did you come to see me or did you come to see the refs?" And the crowd yelled back in unison, "We came to see you." So he was like, like, see, see, which was crazy that he got a crowd of people to do that, first of all, because, uh, you know, usually people just yell and scream. But so then he was like walking out and people were trying to give him high fives. Um, and then he just like, you know what, like, screw it. And then he just like jumped into the crowd and like raised his hands like he had just won an Olympic event and everyone starts going crazy. And then he throws his jersey into the crowd. And then you have people fighting over the jersey, and then his pants are already like sagging. So he just <laughs> takes the pants off and throws them in the crowd. Then you have grown men 
fighting over this fighting over a grown man's pants. Yeah, I also like, noticed that. What are you going to do with that? Are you going to frame <laughs> that in your house? I was actually, I think I wrote about this somewhere, but I actually said, you know, the, despite, you know, his antics, it was really cool that somebody got a jersey. As for the guy who got the shorts, you know, I wouldn't really call him lucky, but uh, I mean, <laughs> but definitely memorable. That? I mean, you got, I don't, I don't think you watched it. I mean, you Dude, want every, uh, you want every part of it drawers. being authentic. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess I wouldn't wash the jersey. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dare wash the jersey, but the drawers. I mean, you know, who I don't really want to. Who got the shorts? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, who I was hoping somebody was going to post them wearing them over, but you know, like that would like, be so. Funny. You know where those have, you know where those shorts have been, right? And he's oh a big God. dude, so yeah, you know, it's not just a little bit of sweat. It's probably a lot of sweat. A ton uh, of sweat. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. Very, very funny. It, anyways, the it was big for trilogy. They got a, they got a win, fifty to forty three. James White looked good. Patrick O'Brien looked good. David Hawkins uh, was probably the biggest story there. He's kind of struggled out yeah. the gate, but looks like he's back in MVP form. I know that you, that made you very happy. Uh, it's funny you name your MVP. Your your preseason MVP was Reggie Evans, who struggled, but you love David Hawkins, who was struggling, and then he went off in week three. So right. it doesn't seem like they're ever on the same page in terms of both having really good games. Um, I mean, overall, do you think trilogy is? I mean, do you think this is a tri- trilogy turnaround here? Uh, no. Oh, <laughs> okay. I, I think Power was very hurt. Fair enough. Uh, I think it was a good win by Trilogy, but I think that Power was basically playing with the B team the whole time. And I think Trilogy just, uh, they're experienced teams, so they were able to take care of business. But I got to see a couple more wins out of them before I say anything crazy. Fair enough. And I feel like Coutinho Mobley is already burnt out because – <laughs> he he yeah. did not play very much in that that second half. So well, I also think too. I don't want to say that they gave up, but I think after Glenn Davis got ejected, like two minutes into it, I think they kind of knew it was a lost cause. So they were like, "All right, let's see what we can do." You know what I mean with with the subs? Yeah, I mean, are, at that are, point, are, it's are kind really of a, get Coutinho hurt, you know, for this. Yeah, I mean, at that point, it's kind of just like a a four man rotation. Julian yeah. Wright played really well, though. I was very impressed. He did by him. play. He played very well. Uh, I thought it's he was going to carry them back. Michael Thompson is like their best rebounder. <laughs> yeah, he he's the board bro. They it's got great, this, it's great. the board bro. The Thompson <laughs> the Thompson has the splash bro and the board bro. So oh my god, uh, <laughs> not as cool, not as flashy, but uh, no, it's I, I I think that's very surprising too. They play Ghost Ballers next week, so that should be interesting. I'm. That you know, be a great the, matchup. Well, the one thing is, okay, they were talking about, we were talking about all those deactivations earlier. Corey McGetty hasn't been deactivated, so he's got to be close to returning. Uh, I would hope this Saturday in Providence would be the first chance we get to see him. But, yeah. uh, um, you know, that's got to mean something, right? If they don't deactivate him, he's going to be coming back. I don't think they would. Yeah, and, and talking about ghost ballers, Carlos Boozer hasn't been deactivated either. 
Yeah, so did Carlos Boozer play at all last week? I have no idea. He played in the second game, and he played sparingly. Also, too, Corey Maggette is like the reigning MVP champion, you know? Yeah. So I don't know if they're going to deactivate What, he gets the exception? I don't know if he gets the exception, but they might give him a little bit of a longer leash. I mean, he was there on draft night, like basically being a representative of the league. Fair. You know? yeah. I don't want to, you know, I don't, I, I'm certainly not saying that the league's playing favorites because I think it's far from that. But, you know, I, I think they'll probably give him more than three weeks. Well, why not make him a board member then, like Jermaine O'Neal? I think that's two separate things. In terms of, of what do you mean separate things? Like they're, I mean, they're both injured. No, no, but I'm saying, I think that he can be, I'm saying that him being, Jermaine, it was very nice that the league, that in the memo that we read a little while ago, that they talked about him being a board member. But I'm saying, I don't think that has anything to do with or without his, uh, with his deactivation. I don't think it has anything to do with him or him, him or him playing or not. I gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, hopefully we get to see him in week four is the biggest thing. And if not, hopefully soon because Power's in a good position right now. But the league shifted a little bit this past week, you know, going from four undefeated teams to two. And. Well, it shifted towards uh, Killer Threes. It really shifted towards Killer Threes. Now I'm more interested to see when uh, Triplets and Killer Threes play. Uh, because that, you know, now it could be a race of who who stays undefeated the longest, right? I think off the top of the dome, I think it's week 10. Let me see. I'm looking at it at the moment. I don't, I don't, I'm, I'm at week 9. I'm just going to go through just in case you're wrong. Oh, which, no, week 10 is the playoff. Week 10 is the playoff week. So, oh, they don't, don't play each other this year. Well, that, oh, wow, wow. <laughs> okay, really? so that, that, the potential Wait. of them could be that they could be both undefeated come playoff time. That would be insane. I, that would be insane. I thought I knew, that they. Never mind. I don't know. I don't know. No, no, no. I thought, I knew that Ghostballers and Killer Threes didn't play because I actually looked that up to see when Mike Taylor and Frank Nitty would go off against yeah. each other, and I thought that yeah, was weird. That's crazy. So that's, that's the two teams that they don't play. They don't play Ghostballers or Triplets. Oh, well, that's disappointing. Uh, that's interesting that they don't play every team, but I guess that makes sense. Um. Because they have shortened weeks. I guess we'll have to hope for a playoff matchup then. Yeah. Yeah. So that's interesting. What do you think of that being... That's crazy that that was Nancy Lieberman's second loss ever. I know. Um, and her no, tenure. I, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, and they only lost by seven. As a banged-up power team. They've kind of yeah. been banged-up the whole year, to be honest. No, they have. I mean, listen, power's great. I love power. I can't say enough nice things about them. Uh, They're they're just a great feel-good story. Um, But, yeah. Oh, the big three added to their uh, statement about Jermaine O'Neal. They added to it? They added to it. They deleted the post and re-uploaded it. Oh. They said... Is that a thing? (laughs) I guess so. So they said they added this. Jeff Kornowitz says... Of course, we wanted to see Jermaine continue to play, and he was anxious to play as well. We have no question about his ability to shine competitively. 
but we came to the mutual conclusion that his health should be of paramount concern, even if the risk was relatively small. We love Jermaine, and we would not be comfortable putting his well-being at risk for short-term gain, especially given that he continued to contribute as a board member and leader. Okay. Oh, that's, that's cool. I always the, the thing about it for me is that it's hard for me to always trust press press releases. Um, yeah. But just from what I know from the big three, I feel like if you're going to trust any press release, it's you should there. trust the one from the big three. Yeah. Because I, I really do feel like they're the ones not – they're pretty upfront about everything. So. Well, there's not that many moving parts, right? Yeah, like, exactly. Like it's not like you're dealing with like – the league and then player and then team owners and then the players and then the true coaches. yeah Very it's just true. it's the league and the players yeah so that i think that part is what makes the league a little bit more credible say rather than like other leagues or yeah something like the aaf where they had you know they had presidents and team owners and well the league owned all of them but they had presidents and just more moving parts there you have a general manager a head coach uh well, I guess every league has got coach. You know where I'm going with this. No, no, no. I don't need to explain myself further. Uh, <laughs> um, but, yeah, so that was the slate of games this past week. So now we have only two teams that have are winless and then two teams that are undefeated. So that that we have a big middle tier, which we talked about a lot during the offseason. And it should be interesting who makes the playoffs. Is it eight teams that makes the playoffs? Because – for the longest yeah, time, I thought it was six. Okay, it is eight. Okay. And they do – so So I guess it would be like the one versus eight seed and then two, yeah, seven. Yeah, like the NBA. Yeah, okay. Interesting. All right. So that should be that should be fun to see who is kind of fighting their way at the end because I almost feel like now that gives teams that are 0-3 a chance to, to fight their way back in it. Yeah. Absolutely. All right, so let's move on to kind of just week four – First of all, let me ask you this: who's who's your your top three MVP race through week three? Uh, Joe Johnson, I'm assuming, is one. He's my one. I think one. it's 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 Joe Johnson, probably a, ga- a Grand Canyon wide gap. Um, <laughs> oh, and then probably Craig Smith. Yeah, I would say he's got to be up there for some type of MVP. Talk. Yeah, and and then probably either Amari Stoudemire or Steven Jackson. If you want to go like the individual like uh, like stats, it's probably Amari Stoudemire. But if you want to go team success, which in the past usually all the all the league awards are based off of team success, yeah, um, got to go Steven Jackson. Yeah, I agree too. And I think I'm gonna even just throw in there Richard Lewis would be one of them. Yeah, he he's true. made a, a a great comeback. I think they're still two and one, still a team to beat, and, and you could tell that they were resting my mood. They're resting him early on to keep yep. him fresh for the playoffs because Chalmers played a lot. And right, he's their hidden weapon. Well, and I was talking about this with the guy I brought Alec, my videographer. You know, he was telling me like, why why are they? You know, because this was his kind of his first big three experience. He said, mm-hmm. why are they holding them out? You know, why why would he not be there at the end of the games? You know, I said. Well, he is the only player in the league that's 50, and I think they really want to keep him fresh for the playoffs this year because he is very lethal, but Mm -hmm. again, he's 50, and we don't know how his body's going to hold up because I don't think there's been too many 
50-year-old professional athletes in general. Not so, so. so, yeah, I think that's a big thing. And I think at this point it's kind of like they're in, but they need to see where they're at in terms of health-wise when they are actually in the playoffs. Right. So that concluded week three. Great week three. Very excited about week four. Um, you'll be in New York. So let's start Let's start with the New York games. Which game are you most excited to see? Because pretty good slate as well. You have Triplets, Tri-State, Bivouac, Three-Headed Monsters, and Trilogy Killer Threes. Yeah. For I Sunday mean, in New York. I think I'm probably most excited to see Killer Threes and Trilogy. Yeah, I agree. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that might be the game threes, of the night. Absolutely. I mean, Killer Threes, uh, you know, they're they're riding pretty high right now, uh, but I think they definitely have a big target on their back. And then Trilogy is coming off a major upset win, and like you said, I think that I think they're feeling that, and I think they think that uh, they're a lot better than what their record is. So I think that, that I think that's going to be a fun matchup. I think I. Uh, I'm actually going to change my mind. I think I'm actually excited to see Bivlack and 3 8 Monsters because yeah, I think Bivlack has had a couple of chances to prove what type of team they are, and I think they get another opportunity against 3 8 Monsters. So, yeah. We shall see. As for, In terms of Providence, you, now you, you want to go into Providence, are you? I am not. Um, okay. I did not get uh, the press credentials. Oh, they did. <laughs> That would have been cool if you got it for both. I feel like why did why would they give you one for New York and not for Rhode Island? I'm not really too sure, but I will definitely take whatever I get, you know. True. I just feel like New York is gonna be a hard one to get. But you know, whatever you can take, it's gonna be yeah the experience of a lifetime. And plus you I don't know how far away Providence is from New York, but I mean it saves you a drive. So uh there's also that. That's true too, yeah. Yeah, uh, I know I didn't get the uh when they said that I didn't get the press release, I was like, all right, well, at least it made my weekend. At least I, at least I freed on my Saturday. <laughs> yeah, true. Just get a little bit of a break there. Um, yeah. yeah, so Saturday's games are Ghost Ballers, Power, Aliens, Enemies, Three Companies, Ball Hogs. Uh, it will definitely be cool to see one of Three's Company or Ball Hogs and get a win, but I think the biggest one I'm looking forward to is probably Aliens and Enemies, the, the Battle of the Expansion Teams. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Really, you can prove to see who's the more legitimate team at this point. So, yeah, that should that should be exciting to see. Who um, – we'll wrap up here in a second. But who are you – what team have you been most disappointed in? And then maybe even more specifically, who are you surprised by in terms of their performance? And just one player specifically. I think I'm most disappointed in Three's Company. You know, I think that's the easy answer. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, everybody kind of expected them. You know, coming off a a championship appearance season, I think everyone expected them to be uh, better than what they are. And, you know, 0-3 is one thing. You know, there were a lot of teams last season that were – or, excuse me, there were a lot of teams last week that were 0-2 that we said, you know, uh, they're probably better than 0-2. But in, the, in three companies, three losses, they've just – they've looked like they really are teams looking for an identity right now. Yeah. Um, so I think that's just kind of shocking to see, given the fact that they definitely had an identity and they, they pulled off a, a major upset uh, to get to the championship last uh, year. So, so, you know. Would your most disappointing player be Andre Emmett, or do you, do you have another one? I don't want to say most disappointed. Let's put it most surprised. Would it be Andre Emmett? 
or do you uh, have someone else in that I, you were most shocked by in terms of their performance so far? I think if I can give it, I don't want to give it to Andre Andrew because he, he did drop twenty one and twelve last week. Yeah, yeah. Let's say he. It looks like he. I, I think. Yeah. You, I think, you know, turning uh, the corner I, I would there. Kind of give it. I would share it to his supporting cast. Uh, you know? Oh, the entire supporting cast. Well, you know, like like uh, Drew Gooden, Demar Johnson. Yeah, no, I think that's completely fair to be honest. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, I think it's fair because what, what a, you know, one thing, it's one thing for Andre Emmett, the way he played, to do it again, but, and not live up to the expectations because he had a standout season last year. I mean, average 16 points a game. But in terms of the rest of the team, I felt like the rest of the team was a really good supporting cast. Right. And really helped him out when he needed it. And I feel like that hasn't been the case. I think I've, I would say even more shocking, I think Jason Maxiel hasn't turned out to what they were hoping for and being that essentially the second round pick because he's really been the quietest to me and out of everyone on three's company no you're and right I, absolutely I, I thought i think we talked about this a little bit I, we uh talked about the drew good and jason max heel matchup how it could kind of be a threat it really hasn't come to no. fruition at all no I mean, it hasn't uh solidified into anything really which has no. just been kind of been just more shocking than anything you know yeah um so, you know, I hate to shit on Three's company there right now, but they they, they have looked sluggish, and I, I hope they're able to turn it around at some point, and hopefully this weekend they can, and maybe next week we're just shitting on ball hogs again. That's, yeah, I mean, for, for both teams, man, you talk about a must win. You know, somebody's got to right the ship, right? Yeah, so somebody has to. There's one week. team left in the league that is going to be 0-4, and if you're both of those guys, do you really want to be that team? Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think at 0-4 you're kind of – I don't want to say you're eliminated or done. You're, you're not eliminated. You're, you're really dead in the water. I mean, at this point, you're just treading, treading water, and yeah. you're not. I mean, things are like this. If you're zero and four, the best, the best thing you can do is six and four, or it, no, yeah. not even. Can no, you, it's, five it's and four, four and four, five and four. So yeah. does five and four even guarantee you a playoff spot? I don't know. But I mean, you got to win out. You got to win five straight. So yeah, I don't know. and we've seen in this league it's not very easy. I mean, no. yeah, so at this point, yeah, you're definitely just you, – you're not waving the white flag, but you're you're definitely throwing a flag up there in hopes that someone sees it and can yeah. save your season because it, it's it been it's been tough. But hopefully they are able to turn around. And, yeah, that – I know this was a very long show. Well, we had a lot going on at the beginning of the show, and – uh, we're just hoping for a great week four. And Will, I know you're uh, going to be in New York this this week. What are you most looking forward? Do you have any you have any fantasies that you're looking forward to? And your I guess this would be your first time being a credentialed media member. Yeah, I mean, I, I can't believe it. You know, I really, I really don't even know if I define myself as a media member. Um, but it's just, it's going to be crazy. Um, I think, like what I said, I think standing up there and, and presenting myself and saying. <laughs> Big three news. I think that's going to be really cool. Um, I'm just really excited. Just to, yeah, hopefully I meet people. You know, if I, I can't. I know I'm going to meet Brett. I can't wait to meet Brett. Um, hopefully I get to shake Ice Cube's hand. That'd be really cool. That would be um, really cool. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, I'm just excited just to go out there, put my name out there, uh, kind of put a, a face to a name. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so you I, certainly I, deserve it. 
Yeah, well, I appreciate that. Um, and then same to you. I'm happy for you last week that it went so well for you. Um, yeah, I, I'm not going to lie. I was very shy to say hi to people like Jeff Quanowitz, Michael Rappaport. Oh, uh, really? I didn't run into Ice Cube. Like, I wasn't ever, like, next to him. But there was yeah. some, there were some people I was pretty close to, and I was a little shy to do it. So uh, okay. Um, okay. I think just based on your stature and what you've been able to accomplish for the league, I think that you being more assertive wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. Or I feel like well, I'm still try I'm, yeah. I'm still kind of like earning my stripes here a little bit. So well, I hear you. Well, you uh, know, uh, well, I, I appreciate the advice. So we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, I'm excited for you, and I think it's going to be Thank a really you. good time, and you're going to have a, a great slate of games. And the best part will be you'll be back on hopefully next week, and you'll be able to discuss it and how it went. And yes, um. I don't think power is going to be there, so don't expect any strip teasing from Big Baby. Right. Yeah. When when and, you're and, there, that... and, and enemies won't be there, so I know I'll be okay. <laughs> so okay, so no fights and nobody's, no nobody's strippers. Jump into the stands. Essentially, I, essentially, that's just a bachelor party that you get to avoid. Well, right, exactly. The ones that go wrong. It's like the hangover yeah. bachelor party. So <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, that that should be fun, and you get to see Joe. That's gonna be that's gonna be really cool. Joe Johnson has, you know, obviously been incredible, the MVP runner up or favorite. And yeah, back back in Barclays, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, that's gonna be awesome. But yeah, that's gonna conclude today's show. I hope you enjoyed everything that we discussed. If we didn't get anything clear or you need some clarity, don't hesitate to reach out to us on our social medias. Mine's at Fourth Man Pod, Four Th Man Pod, and then Big Three News. Obviously, Will is Big Three and News with the three as an e and yeah i hope you enjoyed the audio clips i know they were a little bit shorter but those guys are busy they had to get on flights and hopefully will can maybe get a little bit more information from some of those guys or some different players and we can yeah, add we'll to see. it yeah that'd be cool but i hope you guys enjoyed the show and thanks for tuning in Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.